Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith. The program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Hey, congratulations, you're the victim this week. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, who listen via the podcast, yes, we are putting things together a little early this week. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you, Micah is highly qualified to uh, be a person who comments on Indiana politics and government because, well, you're an appointed official. <laughs> That's right, I am. Hamilton County Public Library Board. That is just the most <laughs> wild and wacky position uh, known to man, and you have made you have made the library board fun again out there in Hamilton County. Man, it, who knew what a library board did up until about <laughs> ten years ago? And then we started seeing all this crazy nonsense that the left was pushing on our children. Parents started waking up, and now, I mean, the other night, like uh, WFYI was there. It was standing room only. I mean, there were probably forty chairs in the room probably 60 people that showed up so it was it was just a a battle man it's crazy <laughs> and this is over the fact that there are people who are very upset that the library board in hamilton county has said hey there are adult books there are children books we're not getting rid of the books we just want to have the books in the section appropriate for the people just like like when i was a kid <laughs> when i was a small boy <laughs> I used to go to the local video store. And there family was the, video. There was, uh, well, this was even pre made. Well, certainly. Blockbuster. There was family video. There were. Micah, I grew up in a more simpler time when there were actually local video it was stores. Brownsburg video. <laughs> there was something very close to that. I think Video Carnival was one of the ones. But there was sections, right? Adult, yep. children, and you knew. Where you were supposed to be based on the age that you actually were. And me as a seven or eight-year-old, no need for me to be moseying around in the adult <laughs> although, section. Although, don't lie, you wanted to go back there. You wanted to sneak your sneak your head back there, just uh, I wanted, take a peek. I wanted to, and I'm not <laughs> saying that I didn't actually do it when the video clerk was distracted. But the point was... If indeed everybody knew where everyone was supposed to be, this is not something new. Right, right. So the, the the argument is they the left will say, let parents decide what their kids read. And to which I say, yeah, I'm good with that. But I don't want a five-year-old stumbling across an innocent book or uh, an innocent five-year-old stumbling across a book that's inappropriate in the kids section or even in the teen section and mom and dad aren't there because – Everyone knows you go to a library and you got multiple kids. It's hard to keep track of what your kids are doing. You're going to know this pretty soon when uh, Livy starts to uh, 
uh, you know, will learn to walk and she's running all over the place. It's going to be hard to keep track of where she goes. And all we're saying is, hey, just take those books that are questionable, put them in a section where mom and dad can get them if they want. But little uh, Livy or, you know, whoever is gonna, not going to stumble across those books accidentally. And and you would think that we're banning books, that we got a, a burn pile out back of the library burning books, you know, like, they, but that's not what we're doing at all. And the left, the, the reason they don't like it is we've exposed their their plan to to warp the minds of the next generation. That's that's why they're fighting us on this. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this week is uh, you as a appointed officially, this is not elected position, it is an appointed position. You take comments from the patrons, yeah, and you let people get up and have their say. And um, I thought you'd be qualified to comment on the little thing I'm going through <laughs> right now, in which I don't know if you heard, but oh, uh, yes, I heard. I had the audacity to <laughs> on uh, last Thursday, June the 22nd. I had the audacity for those of you who may not be aware to get up at a Brownsburg Town Council meeting and simply ask how an item gets on the agenda, and. <laughs> I was told 20 seconds into my comments, nope, you can't do that. And I said, but it's about the agenda. Nope, you can't do that. And I said, just sarcastically, because, well, to quote the guy from South Park, this is America. I thought this was America. <laughs> Go ahead and arrest me. Never thinking that the guy in charge would attempt to actually arrest me. And he had the police forcibly remove me from the meeting. Which is ironic because at precisely the same time you were getting removed from a meeting, we were also removing someone from our library board meeting, but he was bat crap crazy. So, uh, that, but I, and then you texted me like, I just got thrown out of a, of a meeting and it, it was like, Man, what is going on with America? So the way it works at the Brownsburg, or at least the way it's supposed to work, apparently not anymore. It just works by fiat at the town council <laughs> meeting now. But they, the beginning of the meeting is supposed to be comments related to the agenda. Yeah. And so the Brownsburg Town Council president, this guy is uh, Travis Tashane. We have dubbed him Lord Travis, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg. <laughs> he was, Micah, this guy once told me in a bar his whole ambition in life was to be a state rep. <laughs> you don't even want to be a senator? Just want to be a state rep? Shooting, shoot for the stars uh, there, you, buddy. You're going to go for senator? <laughs> no, I, I want to be a state rep. Oh, okay. Um, Is that still his ambition? Well, I don't know. We're we're not exactly uh, <laughs> playing phone tag any <laughs> anymore. Uh, How old is he? Oh, he's probably my age. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, which, which again seems like kind of low ambition. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, he had done something highly egregious, which is he had decided he was going to dissolve the park board. Without informing, even informing all of his fellow council members, one of the council members had called me asking for advice on what to do. And I said, well, how did this happen? He said, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? He said, I just opened my agenda packet and there it was. And so I, so this guy was going to dissolve the park board or try to dissolve the park board, but I guess by fiat, wasn't telling his fellow council members. Then it turned out after a bunch of citizens had to waste their own time and effort that there was a... A bunch of money the town was going to lose if they dissolved its park board. So the item was pulled off the agenda. And so it got me thinking in general, wait, if all the council members don't necessarily know yeah. that something's on the agenda, and clearly you didn't do your homework because you took it off the agenda, how does anything get on the agenda? And silly me thought, well, when would be a good time to ask how anything, something, anything, this embarrassment and or otherwise gets on the agenda? You'd think questions related to the agenda, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, it sounds, sounds very logical. 
But <laughs> but in our day and age, people don't necessarily reason in logic anymore. So, uh, but yeah, that's a. <laughs> I think now, and he said, "You're out of here." So he had so, the cop forcibly remove what, me from what, the meeting. What for, did the cop say? I mean, was he kind of like, "What is going on? Why am I even here?" Like, <laughs> I hate my life. Like, so, so the <laughs> yes, the, and the cop. For those of you who don't know, I think most of you do by now. But I was actually on the town council years ago, uh, as Bob Dylan once described it as, uh, "Twas another lifetime, one of toil and blood." <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the cop was out in the hall doing something and he, you know, he knew me. And so he, uh, you know, took me back and, and was like, you know, what in the world is going on here? By the way, actually, before we do that, I actually have the audio of this. Would you like oh, to? Oh, yeah. Would you like no, to? Some people, some people it's think, amazing. The TMZ? Is yeah. that what you get from TMZ? Some people think Rob <laughs> is just doing this for dramatic effect. No, I want everyone to hear as we played. We played this on our award-winning Kendall and Casey show. And so I want everyone to hear it. Uh, here we go. Uh, I'm not going to wait till line 15 because I'm going to ask about the agenda in general. And that is how does an item make it to the town council agenda? Uh, it appears an item which would have major ramifications for the town going forward, that being the dissolution, potential dissolution of the parks board, made it to... Sorry, Mr. Kendall. We said we weren't taking any parks board comments tonight. No, I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm talking about the agenda, period. No, thank no, you. No, I'm going to keep going. No. You can arrest me if you want. Mr. Bullock, can you remove Mr. Okay. Kendall then? <laughs> I have a right to talk about the agenda, sir. You cannot disrupt the meeting. I'm not disrupting the meeting, sir. I'm asking, I'm asking a question. Mr. How Kendall? does something make it to the meeting? Okay, so the cop was Holy out in the hallway, cow. and and it was like when I went out to tell him, he didn't believe me. So he had come in at, at yeah. the, this request. He thought you were probably doing something a lot more it was egregious. Like, Dude, I've known you for 15 years. Yeah. Do I do I look like, like are there regular, uh, <laughs> you know, calls to my house for, you know, disturbances? And so when it finally, he finally believed me, he's like, well, I'm not removing you from this building and just go up and speak at the end of the meeting again to make your case. And the chief of police came out and confirmed the same thing. He's like. Yeah, that's what happened. Just go back up there. We're not kicking you out. Just go back up at the end of the meeting. But it is a, it is a, a, a and look, I'm a public figure and I'm a big boy. And this guy was very mad, Tra Travis Deshane, Lord, Lord Travis, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, that he had embarrassed himself in our community by trying to rule by fiat and not doing his homework. And he got, he got caught. But it is a bigger question or a bigger problem than just Rob Kendall being kick try they try to kick rob kendall out of a meeting because i'm a big boy i have a platform i have the ability to fight back and i have a platform to air grievances and discuss what's sure. going on but we are seeing people all over this country whether it's school board meetings town council meetings city council meetings commissioner meetings in which the government is weaponizing their position of power against these people and it's a really scary thing yeah i mean we're we, we in the Hamilton County Library Board, we give everybody who wants to speak an opportunity to speak. I mean, even and even if I don't like what they're saying, they still have a right to voice their opinion. They can get up and talk about that they don't like the grass, uh, uh, you know, the way the grass was mowed outside the public library if they want. It shouldn't have to be an agenda item. They should just be able to share their piece, you know, put it out there, and and that's good for the the board members to know what they're thinking, what the community's thinking. Now, that doesn't mean that I'll agree with them or do what they're asking me to do. I'm going to do what my principles and my core convictions uh, you know, guide me in doing, but they have a right to 
speak their mind, and we protect that right. Even at this last board meeting we were at last Thursday for the Hamilton County Public Library Board, we we were trying to uh, um, amend the speaking times because we wanted to make sure everyone could have an adequate amount of time to get up and say what they wanted to say. And and I, you know, to our credit, I would say with the end of the meeting, we took public comments. We were there for another forty five minutes listening to people speak. And uh, and and but we we made sure everyone on the list got an op- opportunity to speak because they're right. And at the end, when the police uh, encouraged me to go back in and speak, which I did, I made sure that uh, Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, <laughs> knew that the police had encouraged me to speak. And I was back because they said, we're not throwing you out of this this what did, building. What did he say? Like, was he shocked when you came back in or like, was he? Did Remember, he was it was it? Uh, there's a famous basketball game. Larry Bird was playing the Pacers one time, and he falls on the floor diving for a ball, and he's injured, and oh my gosh, Larry Bird's out. I think it was a playoff game yeah. against Reggie Miller, and the Pacers are going to win. Clear sailing for the Pacers because <laughs> the best player's out of the game. And then there's a moment where the curtain opens, <laughs> and from the locker room emerges Reggie The Pacers did not win the game. I think that's kind of what it was like. And look, this is what I said. At the did you have music playing when the doors... <laughs> I could just see this door swing open, and there you are, there's smoke billowing in behind you, and here you come walking into the council meeting room. Well, so. and, and this is what I said. Look, I have, I have been in that seat, and yeah. I have had some of the most horrific, awful things ever you know, Mike, I bring out the worst in people, <laughs> as you're fully aware. And you know what I did? I sat there and I took it. Yeah. Because the job of, as long as someone's not threatening your physical right. well-being, they're not uh, screaming uncontrollably, they're not behaving in a threatening manner, uh, there's not, you know, strings of profanity being uttered. Yeah. Your job as an elected official is to hear what other people have to say. Yeah, that's, right. that's what you sign up for. That's part of the deal. And if you don't want to do that, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You don't have to be an elected Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I wasn't even doing that. I was, yeah, I was going to say, how that does was, something get on the agenda? Which I think that's the egregious part of this whole story is that what you were asking was not, you weren't disrupting the meeting. You weren't being threatening. You weren't even being rude. You were literally just saying, I, I'm looking for information here. Like, right. And that's all it was. And he may, I, I think he just probably was on, on guard because I think he probably knew what you, what you were what you were pointing at, and that was the fact that he got caught with his pants down and didn't do his homework, like you said, and had to pull something off the agenda. And so you're, but do you know how something gets added? No, on the, I still you, don't. <laughs> I still have no idea. <laughs> they didn't send you. Travis didn't send you an email and say just just so you know, uh, this is how something gets added. Well, or, and it's like, the, so you get it back up at the end, and I said, look, this is this is not how you treat people, right? Yeah. I've lived in this town in my case for 37 years. I've been a taxpayer, a law-abiding citizen. I was an elected official. I never would have treated any of you people this way and everyone. And it's just basically four of my mortal enemies along with Travis up there. It's not like, you know, guys I'm going to the Bellagio with (laughs) are even nodding in agreement. And yet still no one's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry that you went through that. You know, we're sorry. There was no, not one board member reached out. No, 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 no. I mean, what one guy has in the meeting, one guy in the meeting goes, I have a, by the time I'd returned to the meeting, the topic discussed, which is something I actually had wanted to comment during citizens' comments about the agenda, had a question. He goes, I'm going to, and I'm paraphrasing here, because I'd like to ask a question, but I don't want to risk being arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the bigger picture here is it's- <laughs> What was his question? Uh, where are the bathrooms? 
<laughs> and he's looking around to make sure the police officers don't tackle him. Well, this was the guy who didn't know the thing was even on the agenda until he opened his agenda pack. Oh, so, yeah. yeah but, but it's like, it's a bigger issue here, which is, it's not me. Look, I'm a villain to many people. I understand many people hate my guts. But it's about people who have a right to question their government. Yeah. And these local governments, these state governments, these federal governments, they're totally out of control. And now are another example of them weaponizing law enforcement against people. Well, we saw this in 2020 and 2021 with school boards. I mean, that's really where it jumped out to me how egregious things were getting when school boards were shutting down parents from saying their piece and even asking questions. And you, Noblesville School Board was probably one of the worst around. I mean, you had a guy like uh, Joe Forgey, who was the president of the Noblesville School Board. He wasn't letting parents say one thing about uh, their kids being forced to mask or forced vaccinations or CRT in the schools. He was shutting them down. I went to some of those school board meetings, and he ruled it like a, to your point, like an like a dictator. And uh, and then he himself is such a hypocrite. He would jump on the parks board uh, with no mask. You know, he would be masked up during the school board because he wanted the virtue signal. But then he's on other boards and he's not wearing a mask to those board meetings. It's like, oh, I guess COVID only goes to the school board meetings, not the parks board or any other boards that he sits on. But it's just the hypocrisy and the virtue signaling from some of these uh, elected officials is is astounding. And I think it the last few years we've we've seen that on full display in America. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com uh, Rob Kendall, Mike Quebec with Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's talk about something else that is very interesting, and it is how state office holders get replaced. <laughs> and this has now happened multiple times where a, a person, well, when I say state office holder, I'm talking about a literal statewide office holder and or a state rep or state senator in the middle of their term just decides i'm out right and then because of the way those people get replaced the decision on who will represent them is largely taken away from the voters we saw this with connie lawson and the latest example is state rep randy fry who announced yesterday that he is stepping down he claims for health reasons and doesn't disclose what those health reasons are but he's not going to finish his term and it kicks off a process whereby, once again, the decision is taken away from the voters. Do you want to kind of explain when yeah. a state rep resigns, because Connie Lawson was a little different, how that works yep. and how then the decision largely gets taken away from the voters? So then when, he, when uh, in this case, Randy, a Republican, is stepping down, the Republican uh, precinct committeemen in that district will get together, they'll hold a caucus, and they'll vote to replace him. So... I was involved in one of those. I was a, a vice PC, and my PC was not able to be there. And so I went and voted in a caucus to replace um, – uh, or it was when Susan Brooks had stepped away to run for governor. You remember when she ran for uh, – Oh, yeah. She ran for governor. She was, she was the current congresswoman in the 5th District. Right. But she stepped away, and so she had to give up her seat. And this was after the primary, so she won the primary. 
but then said, ooh, I want to be governor instead, stepped away, didn't win the governor's race, and then said, okay, I'll go back to being congresswoman, but had to be caucus back in. And and the guy who ran against her in uh, in the primary was in the caucus as well. His name was Stephen, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his last name now. But, but anyway, so there was a caucus. So all the PCs in the 5th District because that's what was that was the representation, uh, got together, and we were in Noblesville. Uh, there was probably, gosh, maybe 100 or so people in the room, and, and we voted to say who's going who's gonna to hold this seat for, for the, remaining of, the remainder of this term. And, and that, I thought about that. It's, it's crazy that, that we could have usurped the will of the voter uh, and gone a totally different direction. Now, we did reelect Susan Brooks, and... And I begrudgingly voted for her in that caucus, not because I wanted to, her to, but because, but because the, the the voters in the primary had already picked. I wanted to honor what they had done. So, so that was why that was why I voted for her in the caucus. But she she won it, and but it goes to the PCs. So, and the issue with this is, especially in like a state house or a state senate yeah. race. Now, this happens in town council races. It happens in you know county commissioner races. That person, whoever wins this caucus, and it won't be the people who vote, right? You have to be a precinct committeeman, which is a basically, no offense, a party insider. And that person then gets a, in this case, it'll be an entire year to be the state rep. They will get all the power that comes with incumbency. They will get all the fundraising advantages. They will get all the connection advantages. If there's someone, which is a good chance the party likes, they will get the power of the party behind them. And so basically, even though no one voted for you, no one being the public at large, this person will start with an inherent advantage, which in many cases, in many districts, will make them absolutely unbeatable. And, and that's that's kind of actually how a lot of politicians get their start. Yes. They win in caucuses. They don't actually win in general elections. Uh, uh, Victoria Sparts, same way. She was caucused in. Uh, we had a, our state senator step down. This is And this is the strategy of the establishment, just so everybody knows. So at the time, Luke Kinley was, the, uh, was our sitting state senator. He runs for re-election, which is a four-year term. A few months after he wins re-election because he has the power of the incumbency behind him, he he doesn't even it's not even close. He comes out and it, it's probably within the first year of his of his new term, he comes out and resigns. So now you've got three years that you have to fill with somebody, and they they stack the deck. So Luke and party the party chairwoman at the time, they were getting together, kind of, you know, making sure that that they want the powers that be would put in to that chair who they want. It's a lot easier of a process to fill it with with somebody that you want. So you're you're able to play kingmaker essentially a lot easy a lot more easily than than if you had to run in a in a general election. So uh, Victoria Sparts though she came in she was sort of the outsider. She uh, she she won which was shocking. We didn't think that she was going to be able to pull it off, but she did, and that's how she got her start. And then she ran for Congress three years later. She hadn't even run a full term uh, in the state Senate, and then she jumps it, into to the congressional race. So it, that's it. Yeah. Seems very much by design because you have now seen and look. As far as I know, Connie Lawson is upright and taking nourishment and still out and about. Uh, maybe I'm incorrect on that, but I've not heard. I, I feel like I have a pretty good ear to what's going on. But she had stepped away, yeah. what it's almost three years ago now, for health concerns yeah. in the middle of her term. And then, and then, and then Holly, the governor, yeah, 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 the Holcomb gets to a point, Holly Sullivan. Now, we saw what a complete poison it is to be connected to Holcomb as even someone of the... 
uh, high, a very high IQ individual like Diego Morales could pull it off. It really didn't matter. I mean, you could have put a broom up there and they would have beat Holly Sullivan because the delegates at the state convention yeah. resoundingly rejected Eric Holcomb. But it's another example of how they tried to rig the deck right. in favor of the establishment. And this just – it used to be something like literally uh, – who was the rep? Davidson, who passed away uh, uh, last oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable, right? The guy literally died in yeah. office. There had to be a way. You got to do you know do something. Yeah. But now you just have people just – you know, willy nilly, and it seems to be happening more and more often. And you're right, Mike. It seems to be the chosen path for many to elevate throughout yeah. the political process. Well, it's it's the king making process. And to your point, you have to have a way to replace somebody when they need to step away or they die in office. And so that's where the caucus process comes into play. You can't have a special election every single time somebody steps away. It would just be too overwhelming and daunting for the election. I think the elections offices around our state, but um, the, this, this highlights the importance. And this is when I'm out campaigning for Lieutenant governor, I'm telling people you've got to run for delegate. You've got to run for precinct committeeman. Those two, uh, offices within the Republican party are the life's blood of the party. And we always get to the general and we always look at the ballot and we say, why am I always picking between the lesser of two evils? Well, a lot of that is because we don't have good PCs and good delegates at the ground level making sure good candidates are elected or nominated to run for office. So if you're listening to this, it's a really easy way to get involved. If you're a good, constitutionally-minded person, run for delegate, run for PC, because you, you'll you be able to be the, the, the wall of protection around your community in moments like this Randy Fry moment. Uh, Rob Kendall, Micah Beck with the program Statehouse Happenings. We're talking about the caucus and delegate process in the state of Indiana. We're talking about how it seems the establishment is rigging this in favor of people they want to run for public office with these midterm resignations that are becoming more and more prevalent. You make a good point, though, and we have seen this before. So in 2020, when Rainwater got whatever it ended up being, you know, eight, three, mi 300, eight million votes. Yes, Didn't three, you get him eight million three, votes? Look, I got a plaque. <laughs> That's all I know. How many people get a plaque for just doing their job? Um, <laughs> the Liberty and Freedom Award winner, Rob Kendall. Uh, he gets all these votes, and now suddenly, for the first time, the libertarians are relevant. The response from the establishment was that ridiculous Ethan Manning bill where they he practically tore a hamstring sprinting over to legislative services to try to write a bill to make it very hard to make libertarians have to run like Republicans and Democrats and get all those signatures to get on the ballot. So I'm curious if you think, if you pull this off, right, yeah. because you have a very outside-the-box way of running yeah. for lieutenant governor, if you get the right people to run for delegate, and I'm sure in your mind that's people who support you, and you win at the convention, do you think this that will be the catalyst for the uh, establishment to finally go, boy, we've got a pretty crummy process here by which we do all this. Maybe we ought to do something different. I hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope they... I hope we're always going back and looking and reevaluating is the process working the way that it was designed to work. And, and I don't... I don't think we necessarily need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you know, occasionally you need to you need to change the bathwater a little bit. And I think we've gotten away from why the 
the caucus process was put in place to begin with, why the delegate process was put in place to begin with it. So I'm not looking for a constitutional amendment. Some people have said, oh, Micah wants a constitutional amendment to to make the lieutenant governor's office completely separate from the ticket. And that's not what I'm looking, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, hey, the delegates should have a voice in picking the lieutenant governor because technically they do, right? Like the delegates vote on the lieutenant governor, but for the last 40 years, they've just been told who to vote for. They don't have a choice. And I just want to run to give them a choice. Say, you guys can vote for whoever you're told to vote for by the establishment, or hey, I'm going to give you an option. You can vote for me, and if you like what I stand for and believe in, vote. You know, put your vote up for me. And that's that's what I'm do. That's why I'm I'm doing this. But I hope it will cause the Republicans in Indiana, both leadership in leadership and just grassroots Republicans, to start thinking. Hey, how how do we do this? This is is this working the best that it can, or there can we go back and, and reevaluate and maybe make some tweaks to to make it function function better? I'm curious. You got about a minute left yeah. here. You've been at this for three three and a half weeks yeah. now. Yeah. What has the response been? Is it like you're dumb? Or is it? This is cool. I'm interested. No, I, I I've got because I, I would look. I'm not a delegate, but I would vote for you just on theater alone. And well, because I, I, you know me, I love chaos and calamity. Right. Well, I think um, I think there's there's certain people within the establishment vein that that don't like it. They they wanted it to be the old anointing process. Yeah. So that so I'm I'm hearing rumors that there are some that that don't like it. But but for the most part, people even in leadership within the GOP, they have called me and they've said, Micah, this is genius. Like even people that if I said on the like on the program right now, you'd know their names and. And they've said this is a brilliant strategy that you're you're employing here because this this is kind of putting the the power brokers between a rock and a hard place because the power brokers have to respect the delegates because the delegates are the lifeblood of the party. But if they come out against me and what I'm doing, then they essentially yeah. are telling the delegates you don't you don't deserve to have a voice. Yeah. So so it kind of it kind of made them it sort of like put them in a rock and a hard place a hard place and so. So it's been going really well, and and then the average grassroots Republican out there, they love it. They're just saying, this is a great idea. Why haven't we been doing this uh, longer? Uh, 20 seconds. Where can people find you on the internet? Yes, so go to MicahBeckwith.com. Uh, you can check out everything I'm doing, my platform on uh, why I'm running for lieutenant governor. And then go to Micah for Indiana on Instagram or Micah Beckwith for Indiana on Facebook. And and you can find me find me there and keep up. You're a national treasure. <laughs> well, thank you, Rob. You are as well, my friend. So FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com.